I was aware of how I felt, I felt unhappy, unpleasant, uncomfortable, and I ignored that feeling and I didn't take any action on it. That's basically me as a parent saying, hey, little kid, I can see you're really unhappy right now, but just, you know, just push that under the rug and, and watch some TV. There's a good boy or there's a good girl. And that is not going to foster a loving relationship with a person that's basically going to do the opposite. So today, I thought I'd talk a bit about something that I feel is one of the most important aspects to living authentically. Because without this, you can't begin to express who you are. And what I'm talking about, and you probably have already seen by the title, is a little relationship I like to call the self-relationship. And it's basically the relationship with yourself. I often like to think about it in terms of the relationships we have with other people. So how we behave in a relationship, how we act in the relationship, how we relate to another determines the quality of that relationship. It will, it will dictate what that relationship is like. So if you relate to that person in a neglectful, um, uh, criticizing way, then that's going to be a part of the relationship. If that relationship is uh, more open and founded on honesty and compassion and caring, then that's what the relationship will reflect. And for me, when I first heard about having a relationship with yourself, I, I had no idea what that, that meant. Um, I didn't know you could really have a relationship with yourself. What, where, where do you start? Like, that, I was just lost. I was like, well, okay, you're telling me I should have a relationship with myself, but what does that look like? And I, I, I was having difficulty knowing where to start because I didn't know all the different pieces that made up who I was. And I started reading some books about the, the topic and I found a few books that were talking about about a child-adult relationship and to think about the relationship with yourself as an extension of this relationship. So thinking about a child who is in need of uh, care and protection and you are the parent who will provide that you are the adult who will provide that for that that part of you just want to go back a little bit so I discovered that there are three main parts that make up myself and that is the, the my, my body my physical body my feelings and emotions and my thoughts, all the mental activity, my imagination, everything, everything that's going on in my mind. So when I first started, I didn't know about all these different parts of me. And I, I was just sort of bumbling around and, and, and just 
hoping for the best and hoping things would would take care of themselves and hoping I wouldn't, you know, hoping my emotions didn't get too strong, otherwise, uh-oh, they'd have to come out, or hoping my thoughts didn't get too crazy, otherwise, oh, oh no, that's really weird and I wish I didn't think that, but I have no idea how to stop thinking that. So I felt quite... I felt quite disconnected from these parts of myself. And it, it's pretty obvious, you know, to, to care for your physical body, to have a good relationship with your physical body. You're going to eat well. You're going to get enough sleep. You're going to, uh, you know, clean it, take care of it. But it becomes a little harder when you're thinking about the area of emotions. And for me, I had no idea... I didn't have the first clue on how to relate to myself in a caring way in terms of the emotions I was feeling inside me. Because I was always always thinking things through and any problem that would come up in life, I would I would be like, okay, let's think this one out and I'd be thinking up, down, sideways, backwards, reverse handstand style and it just... You know, it worked for a time, but after a while, there were situations that it became obvious you just can't think your way through it. And, you know, I I had a pretty good go of it, and I refused to give up on the the whole thinking it through because it seemed to to work uh, up until that point. But what I was finding was that it was taking a lot of energy to just think through all the possible variables and scenarios of one possible choice and what I was going to do if that happened. And again, coming back to the what if, um, what if this happened and then I'd do that. And so I was all thinking this through, all these imaginary scenarios and there's a lot of, a lot of my energy was just put into that. That's the only way I knew how to uh, sort of solve problems in life. And if I was, you know, if I had strong feelings, I'd just kind of wait for them to go away. I didn't know what else to do with them. And so what I ended up doing is just hoping for the best and hoping that they didn't get too strong and um, i just sort of sweep them under the rug and distract myself with, with other things. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want them to bother me because they felt unpleasant. They felt very, very strong. And I just didn't know what to do with them. So I would resort to distracting myself away from the feelings. And some of the ones I used were, were playing video games, you know, watching a TV series, kind of binge watching, um, binge eating, which surprised me. I didn't think I was the kind of person to to binge eat, but that certainly came up for me. And really anything, anything, you know, sex, anything that's going to numb what you're feeling. And it just, you know, I I almost felt worse after trying to distract myself away from how I felt. But I I didn't know what else to do. This was, I just had no idea of another way to deal with these feelings. But, I mean, I wasn't completely out of touch with with uh, what I was feeling and why I was feeling it. I, I knew generally it was because of this situation or um, something was coming up that was giving me a lot of grief. I knew generally what was going on, but I didn't know how to 
take care of myself with those feelings. I didn't know how to take care of those feelings and and acknowledge them and, and express them in a healthy way. And my relationships and the way people related to me reflected how I was feeling about myself. And the fact that I thought that my feelings and thoughts just happen and sometimes they can be really scary and sometimes they can be nice. But I didn't know how to deal with the really scary ones and I just hoped that the nice ones would be there more of the time. So it was a very um, unpredictable existence because at any moment something good could happen or bad could happen. But usually I would think bad because I guess I was focused on the bad because those are the most unpleasant. You don't want the the bad things to happen. And when they did happen, I was like, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just lost in knowing what to do because there were these feelings there and I'd try and think my way through it again, think about all the possible reasons why this situation had come up. But the whole time I was thinking about them, I'm still having my feelings and, and I'm still feeling uncomfortable and kind of enduring an unpleasant situation when I didn't need to. But I did that because I didn't know there was another way. And if we, if we, if we think about it again in terms of the, the child-parent relationship, where a parent is there to protect the child, so a child will feel safe, safe to, to be in the world, safe to express herself, to create, to meet others and to share who she is, to share her vision and to just connect when she knows it's safe. And the only way she's going to know it's safe to do that is when there's a parent there letting her know that it's safe to share herself in this way that it's 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 safe to to share how you feel to you know take yourself out of these these unpleasant situations and a child will only learn this if it's modeled by the parents but oftentimes this this self-caring behavior this self-honoring behavior just isn't there and this was certainly not a skill i developed in childhood i had no concept of a what a self-relationship would be or a healthy self-relationship self would be. Now, I do love my parents and they've been, you know, they've given me a very wonderful childhood. However, they, they weren't so good at taking care of themselves and I watched them often rely on each other to make themselves feel better rather than taking care of themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I spent most of my life not knowing how to take care of myself. And at the time, I didn't think there was any problem. You know, I'd, I'd have I'd have good friends and things were mostly okay most of the time. But I didn't realize that by ignoring my feelings and not knowing how to to deal with them properly, to, to really listen to them and, and take care of them, that I was letting them build up within me and one day I couldn't ignore these feelings anymore because they built up to such an extent that they were just overflowing. Um, there's only so many, so many feelings you can sweep under the rug before that rug starts looking pretty lumpy and there's feelings spilling out all over the floor. So um, I realized I couldn't push them away anymore 
because they were just constantly there. They were just constantly on. And it was no use trying to think my way out of it, and often that would make it make it worse. So I realized, hang on, there's something really wrong here. What is this? I've, you know, that rug's never been full before, but now it is. And that that was a very intense time. And I hope that other people don't have to get to that stage before they start taking care of their their feelings. And at that point, I I didn't know what to do about it. There was just these all these painful, excruciating feelings just on all the time. And nothing nothing seemed to be helping. All the old ways of trying to deal with it or covering them up was not working this time. They were just on and they weren't going away. And I read I read I read more about what I was going through and what I could possibly do to start feeling better. And some of the some of the stuff I read was saying to to listen to your feelings, to to really tune into how you feel, and 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 pay attention to what they're telling you. But it felt so strange and so foreign to me that concept because I'd always because I'd been so used to thinking my way out of, my way out of problems that it it felt really hard and really like it wasn't working. But after a while, I started to get the grasp on what it felt like to actually listen to. Those, those those feelings and um, just kind of be with them, and it started feeling more natural. And it, I guess it was like any skill that you develop; it it takes time, especially if you're not used to this at all. Um, you know, this like kind of tuning into your emotions. If you're like me and you've kind of always been up in your head, then it can feel quite strange and very unusual to start to start listening to what you're feeling. And even though it felt unusual, I kept coming back to listening to the feelings and listening to what I needed because it just felt so good. It felt so, so right. Every time I listened to my feeling and then I, I honored that by taking action on that, like I would maybe take myself out of a situation I was finding unpleasant or I would just, you know, tune in and, and ask myself how I was doing. Every time I did that, it felt like the coziest hug in the world, arriving right on time. And I'm not sure if that, that makes sense, but it just felt so right to be doing that in that moment that it kept me coming back and, and practicing this again and again because I couldn't ignore how right it felt. And sometimes, it, you know, situations can be incredibly overwhelming and there are a lot of variables to to understand or comprehend, especially when your head gets in the way and you're really, you know, you switch back into thinking mode, trying to think your way through a situation. And what helped me to, to kind of step out of all that, that, um, that complexity was to just remember that I'm taking care of myself, much like in the same way I would take care of a child who's upset who's having some really intense feelings and a child that I care about, not just any child, a child that I care about, well, I care about all children, but in this case, a very, very special child because this child is in my care and no one else can look after this child but me. So when I started thinking about my feelings as almost like an upset child, it became much easier to 
know what to do with these feelings and how to provide a sense of safety for myself, even in these incredibly overwhelming situations. And I'll talk a little bit later about the process I went through every time to really ground myself and get in touch with those feelings. It definitely wasn't just a matter of practice. There were other things that came up which were quite troubling and seemed to directly contradict this 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 self-relationship I was trying to develop with, with my feelings, with myself, really. And there was this feeling like I was just being fake. And it just felt really awkward to be to be taking to to even be attempting to listen to how I felt as if there was an upset child inside me and but but then underneath this this feeling of fakeness it felt very it felt like this this feeling came from a very uh, uncaring place and it was very it felt very harsh and just uncaring it didn't feel compassionate at all so I decided to keep I decided to keep caring and keep going even though it felt fake and after a while something changed I started to feel more safe and secure within myself and this security and this sense of safety didn't go away it 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 was with me in all of my friendships all of my relations with other people they all reflected this same sense of security I felt and it felt like suddenly my thoughts and feelings weren't as scary anymore they weren't as unpredictable because I was building up this trust within myself that, you know, every time a, a scary feeling did come up, every time I did tune into that and take care of myself and provide myself what I needed in that moment, I was developing this trust, much in the same way a child begins to trust a parent to always be there and to always have the, the safety and security and the protection there for them. And so as this repeated and repeated, I basically showed myself that I can take care of myself in any situation, no matter how overwhelming or how scary it might seem. So I was basically fostering this, this caring relationship with myself. But, you know, one step at a time, every feeling I, I had, just tuning into that and asking myself what I needed. And what I found, and... Uh, a few insights came to me while I was doing this is it's much easier to be around someone who knows how to take care of themselves rather than someone who doesn't know how to take care of themselves and looks to others or other things to make them feel better. I carried this, this, this sense of security into every interaction I, held, I had with, with other people and they felt that. And all of a sudden, I was the one being called up and asked to hang out instead of me calling up people and asking them to hang out because it's just so much easier to hang out with someone who you can feel knows how to take care of themselves because it, it feels like no matter what happens, they're going to take care of them, you, you'll take care of you, and suddenly the whole interaction becomes so easygoing and authentic because... No one's relying on the other person to be a certain way or, or, or say a certain thing. Both people have the space to then just enter into the interaction from a very authentic um, place because no one feels pressured to be any other way than their being. 
So it's, it's quite a beautiful thing. And, and I was amazed at the quality of, of friendships that, that came out of this. And I, the only difference was me tuning into my feelings and, and providing myself with what I needed to, to honor those feelings. So just to break, just to break this down, I always start by, by coming back into the moment. Well, you can do this in a number of ways, but I usually like to, to start paying attention to the sounds around me or how my body feels, where, where I'm feeling the, the strong feelings, and really, really focus on that. And I've found it helps to go into a quieter area where you're not going to be disturbed. Um, if, you're in a, if you're in a busy place, maybe you're, you're at a party or at a family gathering or in a shopping center, just find the nearest bathroom and you can, you can center yourself there. And then I'll start getting in touch with how I feel and not trying to change that feeling in any way, really just listening to what that feeling is. Maybe I'm feeling scared about an upcoming uh, interaction with someone or maybe, or maybe I'm just not feeling good around someone. And j- just, to, to, just to really tune into that feeling and identify what it is, but not, not trying to dismiss it in any way, really being open to what that feeling is. Because if, you know, any, any, any sort of trying to, trying to push it away or deny that that feeling is there, that's us just sweeping it under the rug again. If I was aware of how I felt, I felt unhappy, unpleasant, uncomfortable, and I ignored that feeling and I didn't take any action on it, that's basically me as a parent saying, hey, little kid, I can see you're really unhappy right now, but just, you know, just push that under the rug and, and watch some TV. There's a good boy or there's a good girl. And that is not going to foster a loving relationship. That's basically going to do the opposite and form a, a neglectful, uncaring, uncompassionate, disconnected relationship with someone. And so it's through that action, it's, it's that process of coming back to the moment, tuning into how you feel, and taking that, that caring, loving action, that compassionate action, in the same way you would treat a child who was upset and needed your help. And in addition to that, there are other things I do now that help maintain this, this relationship with myself. And it's just to reinforce that I really do care about myself. And, I mean, we've talked about listening to how you feel, but I've, I've, I've also found that just when I wake up in the morning, really asking myself, what do I want to wear today? And listening to the answer, and maybe it's some colorful shirt, maybe it's some dark shirt. I don't know, but, I mean, there's a certain... You know, I have to get in touch with my feelings to know what it is I want to wear. Who do I want to hang out with? How do I want to spend my, my time off? Do I want to watch a TV show? Do I, want to, do I want to go for a walk? Maybe I want to go and see a movie. Who knows? But, but, but taking that time to really ask myself and tune in, hey, what is it you want to do today? Basically asking the child, hey, what are you up to? What are you up to tonight? You feel like... I don't know, grabbing a pizza or, um, you know, going for, for a walk and, or, or climbing that tree or, or baking a cake, you know, what, do you want, what are you up to? 
And, you know, the, I think the thing underneath all this is it should be fun. It should be fun. And if it's not fun, if it feels like a task or a chore, then don't do it. So you can kind of think about these little activities you do with yourself as little dates. And they're, they're kind of little dates that you take yourself on. No one else is invited, just you and you. And you really got, you're really kind of tuning into what it is you want to do with this afternoon. This hasn't been smooth sailing for me. Once, once I learned about how to tune into my body and, and, and you know, provide safety and protection and well-being for myself, it wasn't, it wasn't smooth sailing. Um, and other thoughts came up. Really, and these are some of the hardest uh, obstacles I encountered along the way. So I wanted to share them in case any of these come up for anyone else who's trying this. Um, a few of the really strong thoughts for me were, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my, you know, my relationship, my relationship is gonna end if I, if I just take care of myself. If I, if I'm just thinking about myself, and not the other person, my friends are gonna walk away from me. And even my family, I had thoughts about my family just being like, well, stuff Ben, he's just doing his thing, so just get out of here. And all of that didn't happen, but these these really were strong, strong impulses that caused a lot of inner conflict. Um, and really they got in the way of me just, just tuning into how I, how I felt and, and, and providing that, that care for myself. And I feel it's important to mention um, that it takes time for old friendships and old relationships. It takes time for them to adjust and evolve to the, to this new way of 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 relating to yourself. And some of them, some of them will end. This has happened to me, and and it is sad. But the way I think about it is that I deserve to be happy. And if and if someone else finds that threatening or or selfish, then I would rather not be in that relationship because I really believe that the healthiest relationships are built from people first taking care of themselves and of course being considerate to others and their feelings. It's not all about you, but to take care of yourself first is to free up the space for authentic connection to happen. Because when you feel safe and grounded and secure in yourself, then you're going to feel safe to share yourself because you know no matter what someone else thinks of you, no matter what someone else says to you, you're okay because you know how to take care of yourself and you know that because you've proven it a hundred, a thousand, a million times. And it's every one of these little opportunities when, when a feeling comes up, when we're not feeling so great, this is when we can practice this. And this is what I've been doing. And I've seen a dramatic change in my, my friendships, my relationships, and also the way I perceive the world around me. Suddenly it's not so threatening anymore. It's just this place that I can explore and go to. And I feel safe because I know no, ma no matter what happens, I'll be okay because I'm there and I know how to take care of myself. So... This has been another episode with just me and I feel like I'm getting a bit better at this. But as always, I'm very interested to hear your feedback. 
I'm trying to talk more about about my stories because I feel like people want to hear more more stories rather than me telling them what to do. Um, I really hope it doesn't sound like I'm telling telling you what to do. Anyone listening to this, um, I, I'm really just trying to share what I feel has has benefited me and improved the quality of my life dramatically. Because, you know, why would I not want to share that? I want I want happiness and well being for everyone, and above all, I want people to feel comfortable expressing themselves, their true inner selves, and not covering up their feelings and not having fake relationships, fake friendships, just because they don't feel like they're worthy to be, their feelings aren't worthy to be expressed or acknowledged. Everything you go through, every thought you have, every feeling you have is worthy of being expressed and acknowledged and taken care of. So please, that that's the message I want to get across. Thank you. And if there's any if there's any feedback, you know where to go. B is for being dot com slash contact. You can just send me an email through there. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, that is at B is for being. And I'm about to launch a Facebook page for the B is for being website and the the podcasts and the uh, any new blog posts and just little updates will come through there from time to time. So if you like connecting through Facebook, keep an eye out for that in the next week or so. Okay, I hope that was helpful and I will see you soon. 